When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. End of the road, but we're in luck. Publishers are interested just like Jim and Duck. I doubt it. Wiggler and Jazz, here till it ends. Meet up to pass or fail green deal with all of our friends. The brightest timeline never goes away. Community building is here to stay. Get out of here. Yeah, that's right, everybody. This is Community Building. Welcome back to Post Show Recaps. I am not Josh Wiggler. Uh, we left him on the side of the road somewhere on the mountains in Colorado. Um, but for now, it's me. I'm Jess Sterling. I'm here to drive this RV uh, today. And of course, I couldn't be alone because what fun would that be? You need a co-pilot. You need someone who can navigate and use the map and you also need someone who keeps purchasing oversized things on the internet so i have brought in uh the one the only my husband uh will hey will how are you i'm good uh happy to be here i bet you're wondering why i showed up covered in feathers uh <laughs> really um, you're not gonna hear the answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah unresolved uh tarring and feathering somehow um yeah we're talking season six, episode 10, basic RV repair and palmistry getting dangerously close to the end of community building as we know it. What will happen once this is over? Who's to say? Certainly not me. Certainly not while Josh is away. Um, but today it will be Will and I piloting this RV, this episode. Um, this episode, I it's an interesting one. I do think, Will, it is one that sticks out in my mind for season six. Like when I think of season yeah. six, I feel like this is an episode I think of. It's definitely unique. <laughs> yeah. it's. I feel like what it has going for it is it feels like a plot of an episode of Community, right? We mm -hmm. bought this giant hand. We had to bring an RV to go get it. Shenanigans ensue. What I feel like it lacks, though, is like some of the the follow through maybe um yeah so it's like a decent i don't know what do you think i feel like it's a decent episode it's not great it's good not great like for having like the rv and everyone there i feel like they they do like the references and stuff like a lot of the time i feel like they could have stuck a little more in there for like a classic like rv like vacation movie mm -hmm. like standard stuff but they went with like the flashbacks and they're like oh i bet you're wondering how we got here and abed keeps going to like the three weeks before mm -hmm. but i feel like it just like misses a little bit on some of that stuff at least yeah, for me they could have done more with the three weeks earlier bit i think because it does feel like classic abed but it's missing the yeah. full the it's full like stage through. one abed before like all of this <laughs> And all of, like, any character development whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, but, it feels like it's like, oh, we forgot Abed was a character. Let's give him an episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what do you, do you have any season six takes overall? How are you feeling um, this far in season six? I mean, it's been, like, not the worst, I think. But. It's not as good as, like, the best of community. Like, none of the episodes so far have really stacked up to the best of the best. Uh, I know mm -hmm. we have a couple good ones, like, on the way still. But I, it's not my favorite season. Uh, I'm really excited for what we have coming up. But I would agree. I think I think the 
I still would argue that it's worth having a season six just to get the finale. Even if that was the only <laughs> episode I liked of the entire season, I'm I'm like, it's worth it. Yeah. But I I feel like I thought there'd be more hits in this season than like we're yeah. actually getting. I thought so too. Like advanced safety features is probably the only episode that we've seen so far that I would classify as like great community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so too. Like I think the last couple episodes of the series, like we won't spoil them, but those are probably my favorite two of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good stuff coming up. Good stuff still on the horizon. Josh will be back next week to chat uh, the the next episode. But for now, it's the two of us. Uh, let's talk some basic RV repair and palmistry on the other side of this commercial break. <laughs> for you patrons, <laughs> we didn't go anywhere. And it's because you could get ad-free podcasts. Mosherrecups.com slash Patreon is how to do so. Of course, if you want to subscribe for the little time that we have left, posterrecaps.com uh, slash community building is where you can find us. Uh, this episode was directed by Jay Shandresakar. I certainly hope that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Josh is away while I get really difficult names to pronounce. Uh, <laughs> written by Dan Harmon and Dan Guterman. Aired May 12th, 2015. Let's start off this episode. We're in an RV uh poor elroy is forced to drive the entire study group uh with a giant hand on the roof and we start off the episode with i would say three weeks earlier and he's just like you know what sometimes a movie or a show begins in a random intriguing scene with no contents given encouraging to wonder whoa how this crazy scenario come to be uh what do you think of this is like the way to enter an episode well i think it's interesting i think i would have liked it more if they just actually did it if they like went there with it Mm-hmm. But they just make Abed like the outlier again, and they like the how Jeff treats him. I think ticks me off a little bit. With like, you've known this guy for six years, and you're still gonna like get yeah. on him for this bit that he's been doing for six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Jeff doesn't seem to have a ton of patience for Abed in the best of times. But certainly, I think when you're cooped up in an RV with, like, a ton of other people for a while, I can imagine that would get on your nerves a bit. Yeah. Uh, But they're all just crammed into this RV, winding through the mountain roads of Colorado with a 19-foot fiberglass hand tied to the roof. If there was ever a time to cut the three weeks earlier, it would be right now. And Josh, or Josh, Jeff looks very pissed off at this moment. He's not happy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Elroy wants to speak to the dean privately. And so he closes these, like, almost, like, fabric, like, leather curtains <laughs> as if that's going to yeah, give them vinyl. privacy. Yeah, vinyl. That's <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, he's like, you know what, Dean? You didn't say that. When I agreed to do this, you didn't say that we would have six people in the back. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Dean says, we're not here to snoop or judge you. You're not the first person to have dirty dishes, a CD-ROM porn, and framed photos of yourself with two biracial teenagers in a park. It's like, obviously Dean has snooped this yeah. entire RV out. Oh, yeah. By, by the way, like, the pictures, is, like, that referring to, like, those are, like, his kids or something? Or... I think what so. Do you think? I can't really remember if we get mention of Elroy's kids. Zero. I think this is the only possible mention of like, oh, maybe that's a backstory of his. Could also but be like, nieces, nephews, I suppose. Who knows? I, I yeah. don't know. But I, of course, like I feel like Elroy is interesting enough that I would also want to snoop. And I think in a small enough space as an RV, is it really even snooping? At that point, you're just kind of yeah. living. It's his home, and, like, they don't have much other space to do anything. Like, you need to, like, look in a drawer to find something. You're probably going to find something personal because he lives there, and there's yeah. not many storage spaces available. Yeah. And uh, the this is when Elroy admits that, you know, I didn't really calculate this correctly. I didn't account for all the extra weight of the hand and all the extra people. And the gas tank is nearly on E. And I feel like the Dean is probably the worst person that you could tell this information to because he immediately freaks out and yells and all this information to everyone i've been driving for 25 years and i've never seen so little gas in my life you never tell the dean a secret ever 
ever is it's never going to be kept it's just immediately going to be spilled for everybody and yeah i feel like that would be you in the car yes me driving and you would be freaking out multiple times in our lives we have had moments where you are like so close to e the little light comes on and i am like why are we not getting gas right now this is dangerous do you want to get stranded somewhere I don't understand how people don't panic when the light comes on. Mm. I know my car. <laughs> but if you're on a mountain road in the middle of nowhere with no gas stations in sight, that's a different deal. Yeah, I feel like you push it, though. You push it to a point now, it does need to be pushed to. A couple times I've gotten nervous, but I've never run out of gas. Oh, my gosh. So Dean says they're all going to die. Um, <laughs> Jeff is trying to calm everyone. And he's like, you know what we should do? We should all just charge our phones because just in case we get stranded. I I mean, I understand where Jeff's coming from of, you know, this makes sense. In theory, that's a good idea. So they all plug them in and Elroy is immediately like, stop charging your phones. You're making it worse. And Dean's like, we're all going to die. Everyone's panicking. And this is when we flashed you three weeks earlier where uh, Frankie says all in favor of the giant hand and everyone agrees. Uh, and Abed's like, oh, this should be the point three weeks earlier. Mm-hmm. It's all very meta. It's all very Abed. Yeah. And that solves the matter of the giant hand. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> so back in the RV, Frankie and Annie are, uh, they're playing this game with like, um, what is it? Triple A where they're like, oh, let me put you on hold. And as soon as they get put on hold, they hang up and they call right back. And it's yeah. like. Oh, but you didn't think it was going to be me. But you don't want to hang up on me again. Um, this seems like the worst idea because I feel like anytime you call these types of places, it's press one for bloody blah, plus two for bloody blah. And you'd be in that cycle so many times. Mm-hmm. I mean, apparently it took them an hour just to get the information that there was a parade or something. Yeah, it's Armed Forces Day. Armed Forces Day. It's big with the tow trucks, apparently. <laughs> I love this. Why would they put it in May? It's just sitting there in <laughs> Memorial Day's shadow like a military Hanukkah. It's awful. <laughs> it's so awful. Why do all the t- tow truck drivers care so much about it? They're in for parades. I guess all of them, all the armed forces people all, became tow truck drivers. I guess all three of them in the area. I guess it's ridiculous. Uh, the dean blames Frankie, but it's the dean who purchased the hand, uh, and he says, "Well, this is where logic gets you stuck in a rocky mo- mountain pass at sundown, gradually freezing to death, and forced to decide somewhere in the back of our heads just in case who'd we eat first, Annie, right?" And I was like getting eaten first i feel like she's not useless like some of these other people are no who would get eaten first gosh i mean honestly i feel like the dean is the one saying this but maybe him because if he's gonna panic so badly you kind he's the one who got us into the situation right so if you're kind of looking at it that way i think you want to keep annie and frankie they're the most organized britta is probably I high mean, up on the list to get eaten do we need two different people to be organized like you i just feel like need one. Yeah. frankie's newest to the group so she gets she was new me. annie that's <laughs> true uh i mean yeah maybe we her. already have an annie i mean frankie is expendable yeah she really is just like an older version of annie so maybe maybe mm. we kill her off uh, but she oh. was able to find someone on ebay who wants to buy the mm. hand and Abed is just continuing to piss off Jeff by referring to this as a show. And like, this is, this feels like a well-worn bit at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have uh, three other episodes left in the entire series and we're still like hitting this point of like, Abed thinks it's a show and like, yeah, we know we've been there. We've done this before. Yeah. (laughs) And Jeff is still annoyed about it and he doesn't just accept it. Yeah, I yeah, I think he just wants something to take his aggression and anger out on, and Abed is just like yeah. the easy target right there. Yeah, and he is this the point where he makes Abed go sit in the corner, or is that later? Um, not yet, I don't think. Yeah, yeah but he is going to make him sit in the back by himself yeah, uh, for a very short period. <laughs> <laughs> Elroy says they only have, they have one battery left, 
but only a few hours of charge. But he's like, I'm feeling very confident that the second battery that we do have will be just fine. And then he realizes, well, they've all been charging their phones on this second battery and now it is mm-hmm. dead and they are stuck. Yeah, we'll be fine as long as you haven't all been still charging your phones. And no one moves to unplug them. So he's just like, well, I assume you haven't been. Yeah, uh, because and yeah. no one's run to unplug them. <laughs> uh, where it's now nighttime. And I did love the Dean practicing his stand-up because there's crickets chirping outside. He's like, this would be a nightmare for stand-up comedians. <laughs> That's a cute Dean moment. I mean, if they're all gonna die there, there's less pretty places to die, I'll say. I think you get a good view over the cliff there. Yeah, and you have enough people where at least you're not gonna die alone, I guess. Yeah. Uh but three weeks earlier, uh Abed says if we're doing this, I'd like to restate the importance of telling some of this story with flashback. Did they I don't know, for your um for what it's worth, do do you think they did the three weeks earlier bit too many times? I felt like it was like one or two many times this episode. A little bit. There was a one in the middle where it was like a nothing and like nothing happened and he was immediately back. And I was like, why? What was the point of that one? Mm-hmm. Um, I I kind of like where they get to with it, but I don't know. It just doesn't hit as hard as I wish it did. I wish they did more with it. Like and they go back there so many times, but they spend like mm-hmm. three seconds per bit, I guess. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, back to nighttime, Elroy is handing out blankets and he says he's scaling the blanket rations inversely to the wattage of each person's phone. So the, the person who killed us the most will die the soonest. And Britta gets like a washcloth. <laughs> she Britted it. I love this idea. I feel like this is fair. Uh, from, I mean, unless you had a, a surplus of blankets, it feels fair mm. that the person that should get the smallest blanket is the one who screwed them over the most. But maybe Leroy, it should be Dean then. I feel like Leroy should be like a little nicer to Britta. They had that like little moment in the RV earlier in this season where they bonded over their favorite band. But That's true. Natalie is freezing. Yeah. Elroy, uh, don't yeah. care. He's no. Like, You're you've killed us all. Uh you get the washcloth. Fair is fair. Yeah. So Abed has been trying to cut to three weeks earlier in the back of the RV where Jeff has now punished him to be. Uh, and this is what Britta apologizes. She's like, everyone is kind of going around apologizing and she apologizes for smoking pot in the RV. And she thought she got away with it by saying that they hit a skunk, but everyone's like, we knew you were smoking. pot." <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the RV and you think you're going to get away with it. Yeah. I, w- I mean, I don't know how she, maybe she went in the back and opened a window, but like, it's such a small location. Like there's no yeah. way. And I guess for what I it's mean, worth, she said it. I wouldn't it, be surprised if it already reeked like that with Elroy living in there. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. I could see a Britta and Elroy connecting on that as well. Yeah. But she did say it while she was smoking the pot. So she was high mm-hmm. when she thought she got away with this. Um, Makes sense. So, uh, so yeah, so then we go three weeks earlier again, and Abed said, let me just explain the need for a flashback here, and don't interrupt, and then we're back to nighttime again. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Annie apologizes for not asking people what snacks they wanted for the trip, because that's obviously the only thing she did wrong. Of course. Uh, and Frankie says she's been unprofessional, and so everyone is now looking to the dean for his apology, and he says, I forgive you all. <laughs> You forgive us. Yeah. Very Dean-like. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and this is when we go back to three weeks earlier again. And Abed says, in a normal road trip story, the first act would end with us deciding to go on the trip. The second act would be the trip ending with a disaster. And the third act would be us getting back. The problem is we've already decided to take this trip weeks from now, which means the story starts with us already on the road, which means the end of the act one won't be us going on the trip. It'll have to be the disaster, which means... Something even worse has to happen in Act 2. Unless we make the decision right now, the Act 1 is the flashback so that the beginning of the story is now instead of then. And everyone has already left. Mm-hmm. I thought it's this just an empty table. Yeah. Yeah, this felt very Ovid. So, like, again, while I don't think they used the three weeks earlier to the best of their abilities, this is super Ovid. Yeah. 
I like this one. This part was good when it was just him at the empty table and he's the only one playing out this scene. It was almost like he became slightly self-aware. <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest thing that like Abed has been missing for us this season is like it feels like they really he's been so much in the background and without having a character like Troy to bounce off of, he really struggles as a character. Yeah. And even getting some of these moments alone is is better for him as a character this season. Like I I also miss the like him and Annie moments, you know, because even yeah. they had moments when Troy was around, just the two of them. Yeah, and then the apartment, and we never see that anymore. It's true. We haven't been in the apartment, I feel like. We've had, like, one-off Not scenes since in the apartment. Like, but, yeah, yeah, but there hasn't been, like, on. full-on episodes set in the apartment in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Even uh, though Britta moved in there with them, so there's, a, it's not like nothing could have happened, but they just didn't true. go there. That's true. They definitely could have had more storylines in the apartment, and they just haven't, I guess. Yeah. Um. So back to nighttime. Everyone's pissed off at the dean. He finally gives in. He says he's sorry for being a bad dean, and he's like crying. And they kind of all know it's a little bit of a, a put on. It's a little bit of a show. And then he says, "You know what? I'm not sorry. I love my giant hands, and I don't want to sell it." And he storms out. Uh, Abed goes outside after him and he's up on the top of the RV, just sitting on the hand. And Abed says, it's not right that you're up here. Uh, we're structurally overdue for a disaster. And this is when the hand becomes dislodged. And Abed is like, don't worry, just flash back with me, flash back and we can fix this. And the dean is like, what are you talking about? And I think this is probably the best use of the three weeks earlier of the episode uh when uh dean and abed are both like we'd like to use extra thick straps when we tie that hand to the roof right extra thick straps Mm -hmm. then he gets back and dean is like nope wasn't there nope didn't work (laughs) never happened (laughs) the hand falls off the roof uh and everyone goes outside to help lift the hand thinking that the dean is underneath it Mm -hmm. he's not he yeah. runs into the it RV just, and locks it. Did you catch there was just shoes there? It was oh, like I the Wizard of Oz. Like he <laughs> <laughs> didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. He just squeaked right out and left his shoes and then took the RV for himself. Yeah, he locks the RV so no one can get in. And Dean is like, you know what, Abed, you're the only human among us. Uh, and Jeff says that Abed has to be a hero and talk to the Dean mm. like a hero. Well, they're all human beings uh of greendale all greendale human beings yes yeah so he's wrong about that yeah i mean i would be so pissed at the dean at this point like you got us into this then you went up and sat on the hand which is probably what dislodged it to begin with like i mean obviously oh my god can you imagine if they were driving and the hand just flew off of the roof okay that's worst case scenario though yeah people could die final destination right there that is some final this is why i don't drive behind people who have things like strapped to their cars i don't trust them they didn't use extra thick straps Mm -hmm. and i don't want that i don't trust them no um it's all Dean's fault, and he's being a mm-hmm. little bit petty and childish and locking everyone out of the RV. Yeah. Um, and we flash back to three weeks earlier yet again, and Abed says, I like to propose a heavy use of flashback in this episode. No, Abed, don't do it. Thanks, Abed. And he's, like, talking to himself at this point. Which, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It happens. It's yeah. there. Uh, back to nighttime. Jeff is annoyed with Abed. Uh, he says, this is a flashback. Remember the real story is happening in the future. You actually flash back to now to help us. And this is like, this is where the episode gets a little community, a little green daily where we go 30 standard galactic time units later. And we have space elder Abed and space elder Frankie. And Mm -hmm. Space Elder Frankie says, can you reach backward with your mind and save our species? And of course, this is when Space Elder Britta has to come in. And like she wants to like fist bump and she looks super awkward. And Abed and Frankie are just annoyed with her. Just totally Britta's up the future. I liked Abed. Sorry. I liked Abed and Frankie here. Uh, Like her like doing this for him and getting him to like use his mental abilities to like make it make sense for himself uh it's like the first scene we've gotten of them since i think the premiere when like he was doing all the like odd jobs for her and trying to be 
trying to fit in with her, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, I've always liked the Abed and Frankie as a duo since Frankie has arrived. It feels like she's sometimes the the only one who like makes an effort to like understand where he's coming from versus like a, a Jeff who often shuts him down. I mean, not, not that we haven't seen great Jeff and Abed moments, but Frankie kind of from yeah. the get is like willing to like try to listen and understand who Abed is and why he says the things he says. Um and I, I mean, obviously, we love Britta just coming in and screwing everything up as per usual. Uh, so yeah. that's always fun. I just like I love the hairstyles. I like the outfits. Oh, yeah. I, like I love when, the wigs and stuff they put on. Yeah. When community gets weird, it's kind of at its best. So yeah. you know what we were fun. missing? A Dean like outfit change. Like we haven't had <gasps> that so in true. a long time. And like. Yeah. He could have gone in the RV by himself, came out with a different thing on. Like, I think the Yahoo screens budget was just too low. No. I mean, they had enough for a giant hand. So. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't know is that a dozen PAs were probably paper macheing that <laughs> day before they had to use yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. I do think that's. I do think there's just something a little off about this season and you notice it in like like you said the lack of dean outfits the lack of storyline of her abed like there's not a ton of consistency there yeah um but yeah back to nighttime uh abed is trying to appeal to the dean he says i've discovered the meaning of the giant hand a hand has two functions to grip and to release but without both of these powers, it is useless. Like newborn infants, we grab what comes near us, hoping to control it, taste it, jam it into another child's eye. But the time we spend in control of our world is the time we spend letting go of others. Ideas, stories, pride, girls in soft sweaters, video games, buttered noodles, grip one for too long, and you lose so much that you've never had. The giant hand was sent to all of us as an invitation to increase our mastery over the power to hold on and let go. What like how does Abed take a giant fiberglass hand and make it into this incredible metaphor? Yeah, I mean he lists things off. It's like things that each of them like, kind of. I think butter noodles for himself. It's what makes that stand out to me. Mm-hmm. And Abed just goes off on these rants sometimes, and like sometimes they make sense, and sometimes they don't. And this one, I feel like, mostly makes sense. Yeah, it's mostly gibberish, right? But, like, yeah. it appeals to the Dean in a way that is, like, that I think Abed knows. Like, he just knows the Dean is going to react in this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, the Dean opens the RV door, and he, uh, and Abed turns around, and there's, like, the the ghost space elder Frankie, uh, and he nods at her. And then, of course, there's the space elder Britta as well. Uh, yeah. Do you know what that's a reference to? Oh, is it a Star Wars thing? Yeah, they have the Force ghosts. Yeah. Oh, is it the You're Our Only Hope, Obi Wan? No, that was a hologram. This is they look like holograms. What do you mean? This is when at in the third of the originals when like some of the Jedi die and they come back and they're just the ghost forms. So these aren't holograms; they're ghosts. Yeah, I mean. In Abed's vision, it really could be anything, but it really reminded me of that Star Wars scene where you it's see like probably Star Wars. Yeah. It's one of the Star Warses. I mean, they've referenced Star Wars a good amount in a bunch of episodes. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh and this is when Elroy comes back. And originally he was supposed to be going around to try to get in one of the front doors. And he's been gone a while. And he comes back and he's like, We all knew I was pooping, right? And they're like, we actually didn't know that, and we'd like to go back to that time where we didn't know that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so they all get back into the RV, and then we're three days later. Everyone is back in the study room and chatting. Chain comes in just covered in feathers, uh, and he doesn't have an explanation for why he's covered in well, feathers. <laughs> he was going to say, but then they just cut away right before he said it. Do we have any speculations as to what the heck he was up to? It could really be anything with Chang. Like, he could have woken up in a chicken coop. Like, he could have yeah. tarred and feathered himself somehow. I feel uh, like that's probably the answer. Like, he did this yeah. for a specific reason that made no sense and wasn't worthwhile, but he did it anyway. I mean, yeah. yeah. It make, makes sense to me. Yeah, it's Chang, right? Like It's, it's, Chang. it's, it's Chang. Uh 
And then we see the hand on the quad and it has one of those like live strong uh like bracelets on it but instead of that it says <laughs> keep a loose grip wristband. Yeah. It's like it's basically what Ovid said. It's ridiculous and it makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. They they always have these <laughs> They have like the flag that's actually like a butthole, and now they have this giant loose grip hand on campus. So I don't know what kind of theme they're going for with this on campus decor and symbolism, <laughs> but I think there's a reason the dean likes the things he likes. <laughs> he just has interesting taste, right? Like, yeah. I lately my TikTok algorithm has really been into like. DIYs and uh, maximalist people who like to buy like oversized things. So like one TikTok girl I love named Karin, she has mm-hmm. like a giant toothbrush that she's going to hang up in her bathroom and like a giant watch that she put on her wall. She just likes mm-hmm. like giant items. And she could have really made good friends with this random guy uh, who oh, also has credits. a giant watch. <laughs> That's true. Hers isn't quite as big as his. It can hang on the wall and it can break down into three pieces. But some people just like that kind of stuff. And I think, Mm -hmm. honestly, I think the Dean would be such a hit on TikTok if he were, if he had like existed in that time, you know? Yeah. I mean, Um, he could have been doing all sorts of like the costumes and the makeup tutorials and and everything. He would have been really into the dances. Oh, yeah. He would have loved a flash mob. Uh, so we get to the end credit scene and we meet Blake. He is the one who was buying the giant hand. He also has mm-hmm. a giant watch, which he was going to put on the giant hand. And he keeps purchasing oversized things on the internet. And his wife comes in and she's really annoyed with him and upset with him. And he says, it's about a normal sized son who disappeared. And it's all my fault because I gave him a giant kite. And the wife says, how could you not make that connection? Why do you continue to buy giant sized versions of everyday objects when they're our reason? They're the reason our son is dead. No, they never found the body. He's missing. He's just disappeared. He's, He's up there waiting. Up there. He's waiting for a giant hand, a giant dad hand. Yeah, a better daddy with a bigger hand. Yeah, that was um, I love this end credit scene. It's it's a very it's different than most of the like Ray doesn't contain any of the study group. It's kind of a you know a little bit of a a, a side uh, you know uh, I don't know a side plot I guess. Um, I love when they do this. It's so funny to me. It's mm-hmm. so interesting. This man who just buys all these large items because his son floated it like a massive kite. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. I love this end credit scene. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Uh, like. <laughs> Did you recognize this actor, by the way? Like, we recently watched uh, Modern Family, and he was the neighbor who got divorced. (laughs) And he always plays this, like, sad guy with a broken family. Yeah, what's the matter with him? Oh, my gosh. Does he he just have, like, a sad face? typecast as that, I guess. A sad guy? That's awful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I didn't recognize him, but that's really funny. Mm -hmm. But this reminds me of the – I think they did the same thing with, like, the pile of bullets, right? As, like, an end credit scene. It's a similar type of thing, which I really love. That one was – was that – Vince Gilligan. That was Vince Gilligan. Yeah, and yeah. His, him and his apartment. They were gonna. He was gonna give up his job with like he's Microsoft gonna get rich or something because of, yeah, of these VHS games. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think he worked for Apple or something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but we both put this as a ahead. This end end scene as ahead. I oh, I really absolutely. like it. Yeah. It's, it's a good one. Yeah. Um. I wish he. Do you think he ever got his giant hands, or do you think he just got I more mean, sand? I'd have to imagine if there's one giant hand, you'd have to have a pair, right? Like there's a left and a right. Why would you just make one? Yes. I mean, the Dean got it somewhere. So Mm -hmm. if there's a market for that one, there's probably a market for more. And even if there isn't just like an extra hand lying around, there have to be Mm -hmm. some statues that like you could chop off one of the hands on if you really needed it, you know? Yeah. There's a way to make it You're just going to go to like a – where are you going to find a statue with a hand that big and be able to chop it off? What if there was like an old Bob's big boy and you have the big boy or Bob 
I don't know which one's which. No, Bob's. I think the big boy is the burger. I think Bob is the guy. Big boy burger. You have the Bob. Bob's burgers. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) oh, wait. Is it? Yeah, it's Bob's big boy. Okay. So you have Bob (laughs) and he has arms, right? And like, they're like, oh, all these big boys, Bob's big boys are shutting down. Let's sell these huge statue things. Like they're famous. Someone wants one. Mm -hmm. And I guess you either have to buy the whole thing. Or you make a deal with whomever does that, like, hey, I'll just what if I what if one of those hands? I mean, would the Bob's big boy be a better daddy with a bigger hand? Uh, I mean, it, better than no rest of the body, right? If you you could stand on it to look for your missing son. Yeah. Um, did he get the watch before, or did he get that? Like, he has a problem with the hand was on the way. No, I think he has a problem with buying large items, and he already had yeah. the watch. Yeah, <laughs> that is a, that is a doomed relationship. I mean, I don't know how this wife is still around at this point, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, that's our episode. Uh, let's let's get into some feedback. I think this is a bit of a controversial episode. Um, some lot people of, love you, it, or hate a lot it. of people love it, and a lot of people don't. It's yeah, it's, it's, there's no forth. one really in the middle. Um, Jenk says definitely the low point of season six. There's a few good bits of comedy sprinkled in, but the overall tone of the episode is heavily mean and bitter. The flashing back bit is wholly unengaging and a real waste for the most Abed centric episode of the season. And when it flashes forward at the end, any potential catharsis feels brushed over where this episode feels different from season four is that the characters at least feel like themselves instead of imitations. It's just that the episode focuses so heavily on the negatives that it's hard to enjoy. Yeah, uh, I definitely see some of the points there with like the flashbacks and stuff. Just yeah, not fully hitting. Yeah, and that's why I would say like because I know there are a lot of I've heard actually more recently that a lot of people are like I would take season four over season six. I still heavily disagree with that because I, mean, I think yeah. Jank here is is saying exactly what I would say to that, which is at least in this season the characters feel like themselves, whereas in season yeah. four. There's so many things that they do for those characters that are, it's like, this doesn't feel believable at all. This isn't in Mm -hmm. line with what we've learned uh, about these characters over these seasons. So, um, yeah, I can understand. There's certainly like a few episodes in season four that I like a lot more than like this episode and like a handful of other episodes from this season. Like Mm -hmm. the last one I came on for the dance, like People say like Abed was out of character there, but I love that episode. I think it's so good. Uh, yeah. So I, I think I like season four just as much as season six. I, would like, I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put it below <laughs> personally. Yeah, uh, long time first time says super weird. I didn't get this at first viewing, but I get uh, and I guess I still don't. But it's fun. Keith David just elevates these weird-ass season six episodes. I don't know how he does it, but what I like most about this episode is how well Frankie gets Abed. I've loved their relationship all season, and I think it pays off here. Yeah, I think the two best characters for me in the episode were Frankie and Elroy. Like, I think they really have come into their own as characters. Frankie, the organized person, like, staying on task, also trying to connect everyone in the group, like, at an intense, like, personal level. And Elroy, not at all trying to connect with anyone at all. <laughs> he just is yeah. here reacting to, to them in real time. I <laughs> love how little Elroy, how little patience yeah. he has for everyone of like, this is my home and you're ruining it. And you're mm-hmm. doing things that are extremely detrimental to us as a whole. Please leave and get out of my home right now. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I love it. Alroy is a character for me that gets better and better as the season goes on. Oh, yeah. His we best haven't even moment is yet to, to come. His best moment. <laughs> I love. Oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be fun. But I, yeah. I, I also I tend to, I have a soft spot for Frankie as, as an yeah. organized woman. I, I love Frankie. Um, we also have feedback from Chloe, who says this is one of my favorite episodes of the series. We get Abed, Dean, and Frankie featured in ways that I love. And the gang goes on the road, uh, goes on the road concept is well done. Perhaps I'm higher on this than others because it rings true from a neurodivergent perspective. Sure, Abed was at his best when he was with his best friend, Troy. But the reality is that people move on and sometimes you're the one sailing away. Other times you're the one left struggling to figure out who you are in this new format. I relate to Abed and I relate to Jeff's reaction to Abed and the Dean's as well as Frankie. 
it hits close to home and it's refreshing to see depictions of these dynamics and mental emotional states on a show that I love. Some episodes aren't made for me, but I think this one certainly was. Uh, yeah, this is fascinating. Yeah, I see I, that. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is a really interesting way to look at Abed. I almost wish the show, cause like I, I agree with this statement, right? Where it's like Abed struggles without Troy around. He doesn't have someone who relates to him in the way that Troy did. I think mm -hmm. Annie attempts to a lot of the time and Frankie is the newer one who does take those moments and take the time and space to try to get to know Abed. But yeah. He is struggling without Troy, and I almost wish the show leaned into that more than it even does here. Yeah, it feels like instead of trying to have him grow as a character and sh like have him have a fulfilling season six arc, they really put him on the back burner instead. Yeah, I feel like the most true Abed like moment we've had all season was that moment when he flashed back, and it was just him at the table by himself. And I think that's how he's felt like the entire time this season. Like, yeah, he hasn't had that person to bounce off of. Like you said, he hasn't had really much of anything other than what's going on in his head. And every once in a while, he reacts to something someone else does. But it's not like he's been brought to the forefront of a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. They've really just kind of dropped the ball with Abed this season. And I like that even if it's not perfect that this episode is like at least attempting something with him, whether yeah. or not it's I perfect is, you know, is like a question for each individual, but I think they could have done even more with him, like done more yeah. with the three weeks earlier, but at yeah. least they tried with something. You like, know, It's not like we've never gotten to like a sad point in any community episode. We've gone there before we will go, go deep and like sad. Like, I feel like we could do that for Abed and like, mm -hmm. it's not all like quirky, funny, like, we could have a real emotional moment with him. Mm -hmm. Like, way back in season one with his dad, like, that certainly got, like, deep and emotional in Abed's own way. Uh, so yeah. I would have liked to, like, dig a little deeper on that. Yeah. Um, let's move on to our Meow Meow Beans. This is going to make... Chang is barely here this episode, and it is going to yeah. affect things. Uh, so, Will, why don't you walk us through your Meow Meow Beans? Well, starting off with Chang, him and his feathers, uh, I gave Chang a one. He showed up, and that's about all he did. <laughs> uh, but I gave him a point just for showing up. Uh, I'll go to Abed next since we were talking about him. I gave Abed a 3.5. I think he's certainly more than just there. It just doesn't go up to that like upper echelon for me. Uh, I also gave Annie a 3.5 because mostly that one scene with Frankie on the phones, I found that really funny and entertaining. Mm -hmm. Um, I gave Britta a three just because I love Britta, and honestly, she could do no wrong in my eyes. Uh, uh, Dean, I gave a four. Uh, I think Dean really shines more than most of them in this episode, other than uh, Elroy and Frankie, but we don't give them meow meow beans. Uh, and then finally, Jeff, I gave a 1.5. I docked him pretty much because I didn't like how he was kind of rude to Abed. Mm -hmm. Even though like he kicks him out at one point and he's like, we're not doing the show within a show thing anymore. And then like... Annie talks to Jeff and she's like, then is this the show now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Without Abed? It's like, no. And he's like, okay, Abed, get back here. <laughs> yeah, he needs Abed. Yeah. Uh, for the scales to be balanced. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, similarly to you, I give Jane a zero. Like, honestly, mm. to me, the tar and feather thing wasn't even funny enough to warrant a point. He is so barely even in this episode that I was like, this doesn't count at this point. Uh, I gave him zero points moving up from there. I gave Jeff a two and a half and that feels generous because like you, I was a little peeved at him for like immediately turning on Abed when it's like, he's yeah. not helping the situation. You're the one who killed the car battery, you know, like you're not helping anything either. Mm -hmm. Um, I gave Britta and Annie both threes. Maybe I could give Britta more, but like, I feel like they both made me laugh an equal amount. Like you said, Annie with the phone calls and with her apologizing for not bringing great snacks. Yeah. Uh, made me laugh about the same amount as, as Britta with her like failed fist bump. 
So they both get threes from me. Abed got a three and a half. Maybe people would argue he should be higher, but I just feel like while it is an attempt at an Abed episode, it doesn't feel all the way there. It feels like they put in the effort, but the follow through is just lacking. So I couldn't go higher than a three and a half for Abed. Um, But I did give Dean a four and a half. And it's because he made me laugh so much, especially with the, we're all gonna die. The panicked moment was so funny. He's so bitter and petty going in and locking the RV. Um, I really love the Dean. I felt like he earned the, the meow meow beans that he got this episode. So We've had some changes to our rankings now. Uh, Josh is not going to be happy when he returns and he finds out that his precious Jang has now fallen to spot three. So we now have Dean in first with 113.5. Britta in second with 109. So four and a half points behind. Chang with 106.5. He's not super far behind, but like it's going to take him and we don't have that many episodes left. He has two episodes to gain back those points. We'll see what happens. Uh, and oh, then Annie, oh. Jeff, and Abed bringing up the rear. There's, they have no chance. They, no they're not chance. in it at all. E- even if the others got like zeros, which isn't going to happen, like it'd be a tough, tough climb for yeah, the three of them. Yeah, it'd be impossible for them to get up there. Uh, so yeah, so we'll see. It looks like our season six winner is either going to be Dean, Britta, or Chang. So we have a new, we could have a new winner in Dean or return, uh, excuse me, repeat winners in Britta and Chang. So we'll see what happens. Two more episodes to go. Um, onto our Dean's list. We both agreed here. Well, that Frankie was the deserving winner of a Dean's list point. Yeah, she deserved it. She earned it. She was, I mean, she found a a buyer for that giant hand, which in itself is impressive. I want to know what kind of weird ass websites she had to go on to find someone. Yeah. Wasn't it just, wasn't it just eBay? She just listed it. I think she must've just listed on eBay. Yeah. Yeah. And then that random guy, he, he was, searching exactly for that and it's mm-hmm. just timing perfect yeah i love frankie i feel like i haven't given frankie a ton of points this season yet i think yeah. because like a lot of the time i've been giving them to elroy it's really tough when you have two new characters and both of them have to be fighting for dean's list points yeah. um but and i really like get spread out a lot with the random ones that come in for a single episode also. yeah yeah, so now uh, it's it's really tight, though, going into the last two episodes. Frankie is currently in the lead with four points, but Elroy also has three. Takashi from the one episode yeah. gets three. Yeah. Leonard has three. Britta's cat has two. Hey, if we get Britta's cat in these last few episodes, Britta's cat could take this whole thing. Anything could happen. Yeah, we <laughs> so- need Takashi to get over to Greendale <laughs> make yeah, things happen truly could be anybody's <laughs> game here at this point so I'm excited yeah. to see what happens with the last two episodes uh yeah. let's finish things out and give our episode ratings in cools uh I gave this episode three cools I do think it's again I think it's good not great I think the bones are there the structure of a solid community episode is there I think the, it lacks a bit of the follow-through I think It does spread the wealth a bit in terms of who gets funny content. Not enough for me personally, um, but it has its moments. And I think the idea in general is very funny. So I ended up giving this one a three. Maybe it's a bit generous, but that's where I landed. What about you, Will? Yeah, I'm pretty much where you are. Just a tick below. I gave it a 2.9. I was like right there with it but it's just a little less than what i wanted so i can't go all the way to a three like a three is like baseline like good to great like community Mm -hmm. this is just like missing something it's missing like one little thing that could have pushed it over that next barrier Mm -hmm. yeah the audience is a little bit lower than the both of us at a 2.82 bringing this average to a 2.91 um Mm -hmm. Uh, this feels right to me. Uh, it's yeah. going to land um, at placement uh, number seven on our list. It's kind of tied with season six, episode three, basic crisis room decorum. But when you put out another decimal point, it's slightly below. Uh, feels about right. I would probably have it a bit higher than this compared to some of the other ones we've seen this yeah. season. Um, but overall, I, I think it kind of makes sense. It makes sense that like, there are some people who really don't like this episode dragging the average down a bit. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're coming into the tail end of things. We have a few episodes left. I I truly, Mm -hmm. 
I can't believe that we only have three episodes left. It's wild times. Like this has been well, a few years in the making. So um, exciting stuff coming up. Will, if people want to know where to follow you, where where can they follow you? What do you what do you tweet about over on X? Uh, you. Uh, first of all, <laughs> um, refuse to do that. Uh-huh. Uh, I do have a Twitter account. Uh, uh, just my name at Will Afferty. Uh, and I don't tweet all that much. Uh, you could check out my wife podcasts. Uh, she's actually right here. Ha ha ha! <laughs> she does so funny. recaps and shit. Ninety shows taught me. Uh, speaking of which, what have the nineties taught you? Oh wow, you're gonna be Josh this week. Uh, <laughs> listen, the nineties have taught me that Dawson's Creek is coming to an end, and it's so sad. But we're I cannot wait to get to the finale. Oh my gosh, we are so close. Um, we are finally gonna be starting Freaks and Geeks, which is Woo. listen, life happens. We got delayed, but we're starting it just around the time that back to school is happening, which makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Um, and then keep keep your eyes open because after Dawson's Creek. We're going to be starting Felicity, and I'm really excited. Don't spoil me. I've never seen it. I'm really excited about it. Uh, here on Post Show Recaps, of course, Sarah and I are finishing up in Just Like That. We're doing the finale this week, so that's exciting. The after party. If you love Ken Jong, highly so recommend the yeah. after party season two. He is in it. Yeah. I, he just had a like a really, really excellent episode. So definitely check him out. I feel like that show showcases his range a bit more mm-hmm. than community does at times. So um, check even that like out. like one little bit where you pointed out where it's almost a reference to community. And oh, it's definitely. Like physical comedy. Definitely a reference to community. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and beyond that, Josh and I are talking billions. So if you miss succession, this won't completely fill that hole in your heart, but it'll attempt to. A little bit um so check out all of that and more uh you could find me at the just sterling on twitter sometimes i am on twitch twitch.tv slash the just sterling and uh and yeah stick around here go to patreon.com slash posher recaps if you want to chat with us in our patron discord uh we always appreciate anything you can do to support the podcast we'll be back next week with season six episode 11 modern espionage and until then everybody Corey b Take us away! End of the road, but we're in luck. Publishers are interested just like Jim the Duck. I doubt it. Wiggler and Jazz, here till it ends. Meet up to pass or fail Greendale with all of our friends. The brightest 